hello out there world welcome to episode three of wheel bite this week discussing the coveted topic of music in skate videos what makes a soundtrack great you know how important it is to our culture at large you know a lot of people can attest that they got into so many bands through watching videos growing up feel that's definitely still true for today's generation and it's probably one of the most appealing things of watching a skate video is learning about new music that you get to dig up and uncover and fall in love with because you know finding great records and songs and stuff is outside of any subculture it's a huge part of just life you find songs that just stick with you forever and you carry that with you for the rest of your life and skate videos have had a history of doing that for a lot of people in my generation it's how i got into radiohead the misfits hieroglyphics cat stevens modest mouse queen gray matter Iggy Pop and the Stooges, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, it was just the most important thing for me growing up. When I would watch skate videos with my friends, I'd be wondering, what song am I going to go home and download on Napster tonight to show my age right here? Uh, I'm rambling a bit here because, of course, this is a topic that I was looking so forward to finally discussing. This will also be part of a two-week series where we discuss musical things. Uh, next week, we're going to have a really cool guest who is from the music world, not the skateboarding world, professionally speaking. So without further ado, uh, let me get right into it. Welcome to San Francisco. Don't skate here. I feel like, I feel like it's dangling by a fucking strain of bone marrow. East Coast Powerhouse. I especially like the flip of the board. What up, what up? Welcome to yet another episode of Wheel Bite. Season 3, I'm host one of two, Ted Theodore Mater. With me as always is my man. Jay Green here, what up? Um, today is a very special topic. One that I I know I've said this a few times, uh, but this time I really fucking mean it. Uh, this is, I can vouch. This is for sure for sure true. <laughs> this has been a topic that since the conception of this show, we've been wanting to cover, and I do say that often. But this time it's like one hundred percent super real i'm pretty sure you wanted to do a podcast strictly i did on this topic so yeah initially my podcast idea was just to cover this and that is the parallels with skateboarding and music and how we use music to make skateboarding videos and skating in general better and more enhanced 
and more of an experience. So to kick things off, we're going to go with favorite parts and songs and like what song it was. So I was able to narrow it down to two. The one that's more recent for me, not in general, it's an old video, but I didn't discover this part until maybe like a year and a half ago. And that's Jerry Sue, Louis Barletta, you know, Cyrus subject to change, which is like so random, but they skate to uh, New Order's Age of Consent, which is one of my favorite fucking songs. <coughs> and they did it good. They didn't just fucking like throw it in there and hope it stuck. Like the way they edit it, the way tricks come at certain points in the song, it, it just works. And also, like, you can tell they're just having fun. And that song just emphasizes that point that much more. The other one I want to pick is old as well, but this was like, this goes back to me being a teenager. And that's Jamie Thomas, Misled Youth, with The Who's Baba O'Reilly. Because up until that point, The Who was just some fucking rock band my dad liked. You know, I didn't know that they were cool or awesome or anything. It was just my dad's music. And when you're 13 years old and you're growing up on punk rock, your entire ideology is basically fuck my dad's music. And for real, most of my dad's music was like Jackson Brown, James Taylor. He loved like white guys singing about white things. But the who... Like, after seeing Jamie Thomas skate to that song, like, I knew that they fucking rocked. And I thought that that song fucking rocked. And I will forever curse anyone who calls that song Teenage Wasteland. Like, fuck you. You're an idiot. It's called Baba O'Reilly. Fucking Seth Rogen emphasizes this point in Freaks and Geeks. And I emphasize it right here, right now. So those are my two. Jay. And was definitely waiting uh, with great anticipation to hear yours, and you never disappoint. Of course, it was a deep cut. Um, I'm basically just going to be talking about Sight Unseen this whole episode. <laughs> and there's, I'm just playing, just kidding. Um, the one that came to mind, and I don't know if it's because it's like too. Funny enough, it's two of my favorite parts ever. Um, but And there's an honorable mention in there, too. Uh, is The first one that came to mind was Henry Sanchez's part in Sight Unseen. I believe that was a Cali Agent song. Yeah. Um, Planet and Asia. Planet Asia, yeah, Cali Agents. Um, and that was another... That was a moment where kind of a lot of things were happening for me it was me seeing my first or my favorite part you know um for the first time and then uh being introduced to a new artist through a skate video yeah something um, we will talk about at great length <laughs> and then the other one is uh rob welsh and ride or die the art of war um i forget who the artist is uh, but again, another one of my all-time favorite video parts. 
Um, and then <laughs> John Cardiel in Sight Unseen 2 with the Sizzla song. Um, I think that like fit his that type of skating and just him being the way he is. That was like such a perfect fit. And then honorable mention, which is definitely one of my favorites, is uh, Mike Carroll and Rick Howard in Penal Code. Oh yeah, what's that song? I forget uh, the name of the song. I just always remember that line. I got more game than Sega CD. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is about as nineties as it gets. <laughs> um, I fucking love that part. I love the flow of the song and how the skating switches off between them, and it's fucking, it's super vibey. I love it. Mike Carroll has consistently chosen good music for his parts. The Plan B questionable part was what got me into the <clears throat> Beastie Boys punk side of things, because when I was a teenager and first getting into like their pre-hip-hop stuff, I was kind of confused you know, I always thought they were a hip hop group, and then one day you learn that their roots are in hardcore punk, and it kind of changed my whole perspective on them. But Mike Carroll made their punk shit look so fucking cool when he skated to time for living. He's always had some great music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's been consistent with the Beastie Boys over the years as well. I feel like he's definitely one who's always put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. He had, was it Andre Nicotina? Yeah, in Chocolate Tour. Like, he's always been good about that. Um, So the first question we have here written in our notes is, how important is a video soundtrack? Why? Well, it's good to ask that question point blank because I personally think it's probably one of the most important parts of a skate video. I mean, obviously the tricks, like the... All that stuff, that's the most important part. Slow down. No, I do, because the tricks, the substance of the video is all very important. But it don't mean shit if your soundtrack sucks. I disagree. I don't know. I can think of some banging videos that had terrible soundtracks, and like that's why they're so dismissible. Hmm. Lay it on me. Here's some examples of like... Let's talk about audio one step beyond real quick. I knew you were going to pick that one. So, no. uh, well, audio, that video is great. Okay, don't get me wrong. But, oh, you know, eventually they had to change the soundtrack for the DVD release. I know, which I hated. Exactly. The tricks were all still the same. Wasn't the original one like a bunch of drum bass? No. Oh, that... The, dude, there was like Danzig in there and Guns N' Roses and stuff. Like well, maybe it, I'm thinking of the re the redo. The redo was more like generic ass shit. Like they had to redo a bunch of shit to make it okay to release on DVD and still obtain the rights to things. But that made the video less special. That was enough to just like a video we already knew and that we already enjoyed for one thing now like went down a couple pegs for dvd because it was a different soundtrack that didn't punch as hard i fucking love that video danny montoya kenny anderson ed salego i think this is going to be one of those episodes where we disagree a lot oh that's Um, fine i mean i just think the music is the most important thing like it really is. You know what? You know what? How I how I think about it and how I'd put it is, I think it's not so much about the music selection, 
which sure some some can be cringeworthy, but I think it's more about the song and music selection fitting the skating and the aesthetic of the video, as opposed to just like really good you know deep cut music being chosen. But I mean, I think that it doesn't even need to be deep cut music like. I feel like sometimes people pick fucking pop songs that are terrible, like, when listened to by themselves, but then you're like, oh, but watching this guy skate to this song is so fucking cool. Like, here's a video that I didn't think had a great soundtrack, fucking, with the exception of, like, one song in it, Trans World's A Time To Shine, with, like, the the Cooper Wilt part at the beginning had a fucking kick-ass song, it had Little Girl by Death From Above. But then the rest of the video, like, none of it really fucking grabbed me. And that's why, like, as much as that video has some legendary-ass shit in it. And, like, a lot of those new trans world videos, I feel, kind of carry that motif. The music is too, like, strange or, like, doesn't quite grab me the same the way that, like, old trans world videos had fucking kick-ass song choices that you were, like, you had to pay attention. I mean, you picked... a ton of songs from Sight Unseen for your fucking intro. I mean, all the way to Heath Kirchart, man. I mean, like, dude, yeah. On, the Moody is, Blues, yeah. Dude, it's fucking great. That video is so fucking fire. But then, like, the way through. some of these modern trans world videos, the soundtrack is just so weak, and that's why they're so forgettable, even though you're watching parts from, like, some of skating's biggest fucking names. So well, I don't... I, I mean, you know, we'll agree to disagree, but... I think um, for me it's just more about having a more cohesive, which is actually interesting because I chose Sight Unseen, which the music has no cohesive theme to it. Well, that's Uh, the beauty of trans world videos. The song selection goes perfect with each skater. Yeah. Well, I think cohesive song choice is more a brand thing. Like, Zero is always going to, for the most part, have fucking like heavy music it's always gonna be guitars and fucking riffs and the skulls the style of skating you ever see the first western edition video was that 48 blocks no i think it's called we did it or something like that and brad johnson skates to a like a nelly and it's like a pop rap song and it's so wacky dude i don't know why that's something i always think of when you bring this subject up but if you're listening check that out well i always think of this one shot video from jersey where uh joe took who's on five borrow now he had a part and he skated to an avril lavigne song which is like so fucking whack i mean but like ought to be like an inside joke there right? probably but like it still sort of fit his part to a point where I was like, I remember being a kid and being like, wait, do I like Avril Lavigne now? Do I have to like do, do I Yeah, do I have to enjoy her now because of this part? But, I mean, fuck Avril Lavigne. Um, but I, I do stand by the fact that I think it's like probably the most important thing because as a kid, too... I think you I, have an extreme opinion. Well, I do, because I'm... investment in this because you're a musician. I was going to say, I'm more a musician than I am a fucking skater, and as a kid growing up, the reason videos fucking grabbed me was because the music was really cool. So, like, notable video soundtracks 
you know, you don't have as many nowadays, I feel. Um, I mean, so much has been used, too. They stand out like they used to. Right. Like, I remember watching Photosynthesis as a kid, and all those songs, whether I liked them, knew them, or what, like, they all stood out to me, and I pretty much had every Photosynthesis song on my computer. Like, I loved the Habitat beats. I fucking looked forever to find that Roots beat that uh, Anthony Papalardo skates to. There was the video that got me into Radiohead, which I was, like, really little. And at the time, Radiohead, like, Optimistic was playing on the radio so fucking frequently. And I hated that song as a kid. But then there's this other Radiohead song in this video that just rips. And Jason Dill is fucking killing it and has the best part set to that song. It got me into Iggy Pop, which at that point, Iggy Pop was just a dude I used to watch on Nickelodeon. You know, it that video soundtrack changed me. I think a good example of my point of, and a, a notable video soundtrack as well, but my point of uh, the song suiting the skating and the style of skating and the aesthetic is uh, you're, as the resident alien workshop nerd, you're going to have to tell me the name of the video, but what video is it that Josh Kalis skates to the Rolling Stones? It's a, I believe it's a, it's in a later alien video. I don't think he'd uh, Kalis and Mono? Maybe. Because <laughs> in the only one after photosynthesis is Mindfield, and he skates to fucking that boombox song. That is, I thought I was, the first time I heard that, I was like, I was super surprised to ha- uh, see him use a Rolling Stones song. But for whatever reason, it fits so perfect. Even, like, him being a little, like, later on in his career, a little further down the road. Um, Because he was always skating to hip-hop. Right. Oh, he's the hip-hop dude. Yeah. But he did skate to Marvin Gaye in that Toy Machine part, too, which I thought was, like, kind of interesting for his persona. Mm -hmm. But it still worked. And while we're bringing up Toy Machine here... I feel Toy Machine has always had fucking great uh, soundtracks as well. Like, companies that historically weren't, like, tied to any specific musical image always seem to shine through with their soundtracks. Like, those first few Plan B videos are great examples. Like, Pat Duffy had Primus. Mike Carroll had the Beastie Boys and Hieroglyphics. Danny Way had Bad Religion. You had early Green Day in there. You had, like, so much. Dude, Rodney Mullen skating to fucking Cat Stevens and Jim Croce and shit. You know, those soundtracks were so all over the place between, like, oldies and current underground shit for that time. And it really helped bridge that gap. And then Toy Machine, the same way. Like, oh, soundtrack like Welcome to Hell really covered all the bases. You had The Misfits, Jefferson Airplane, Sonic Youth, um, some weird, uh, I think it was Overton Berry Ensemble, which was uh, the jazz shit that Sattva is skating to. They really kind of went all over the place with that one. And those were originally the best soundtracks where you never knew what you were going to get, but now companies really tie in their 
image to a certain style of music. I feel like there's been a certain element of that though, like throughout the history. Of oh, I mean, like, it started in the late '90s. I think. Like Z- I, feel, I was gonna say, you, you know what you're gonna hear yeah, in, Z- in a Zoo York video. Well, Zoo York was one of them. Like it was 100% hip hop from what start you to were finish. Hear in the aesthetics video. I was gonna say zero too, because I already brought them up with like, yeah, you're gonna have these like heavy rock songs, but like that goes in with their imagery. Like they were. Right. It was black. There were skulls. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking tight jeans and fucking studded belts. Like you knew what you were gonna get. But like, then, like, what are you gonna hear in the DGK video? Right. But even then, you look at like Baker. Yeah. In the early days, and like you never knew what you were gonna get there too, because like you get them listening to Three Six Mafia, but then people are also skating to the Pixies and fucking um, Donovan and like all these fucking random ass artists and that element I feel is less and less nowadays. Well, that's why I like um the Josh Kalis part so much where he used the Rolling Stones and uh you're right, it is mono. That's the part. Yeah. Um is because it's, you know, it kind of has that flair to it where like the Baker video or something like that where you may expect one kind of song from someone, but you know skaters are so eclectic and we like all sorts of different type of shit. And then it's like, you know, it's almost it's just like expands your mind and makes you understand skateboarding and the skater even a little more too. And sometimes those skaters listen to things that you are kind of like surprised about or like you get a song choice for them that you're like, huh, I didn't see that coming. Right. And like one example that comes right to mind is um, Mad Circle, Five Flavors, Carl Watson. So like for the longest time when I'd think back on that video, I thought it was him who skated to uh, Drop by the Far Side, but it's actually Rob Welsh who skates to that song. Carl skates to a fucking Ween song. And in his Bob Shirt interview, they ask him, like, did you pick that song? Seems kind of unexpected. But, you know, Carl Watson told the story of how, like, he was on tour and someone played him Ween and he fucking dug it, man. Like, you know, in in the age we live in, it's not unusual to see people picking music like that for their part. Nowadays, people are trying to really keep it on brand, I feel like. Yeah, and you... I don't know. It's it's hard for me to think about what is used nowadays and like just in the, the age of like the internet and so on and so forth. Like what's used consistently and I know your favorite which you absolutely loathe is I just keep picturing young skaters on thrasher skating to trap music i yeah i mean they do they set a lot of those instagram edits yeah to the instagram and that's why i'm starting to wonder if like some of these song choices nowadays they matter a lot less and that's also why so much content gets swept under the rug it's less memorable in some way and I mean, maybe I'm just jaded and old, but I feel like I see less parts nowadays where, like, it ends and I'm like, I want to go download that song or I want to hear that song over and over and over again. Because when I was a kid, there would be so many songs that I would hear from videos where I was like, I have to go and hear that song again immediately. Well, you know, times have changed and skateboarding is way more trendy and everyone follows the leader. Everyone wants to do the same thing but a little different or what and they think in their mind is cooler. 
and with these Instagram edits and quick little solo parts, they're really uh, going in heavy with the the ignorant rap and the trap music. And you know, I'm I'm a fan, sure, but you know, it's like, come on, like we got to be a little deeper than that. We got to try a little harder. Like, do all you guys like the exact same shit here? You know, like, but you know, that's a whole beast of a topic of the internet and Instagram and no, uh, the full length video kind of dying out. Well, I mean, and there's so much music out there, so it's not hard for you to pick a unique and quality song because you can always, always find music that works. I have a playlist on my iPod of about 600 songs that I'm like, okay, this could be, this song could be used for video part. But what's funny is I'll have this song on there and I'll think no one skated to it. And then one day you watch a video you haven't seen before and someone skated to it. Africa by Toto. That's definitely one of them. Fuck you, Boys of Summer 2. <laughs> yeah. You fucking asshole. in the middle of that debate. Yeah. As my friend and I were editing a part with Toto's Africa. Those fucking assholes beat me to the punch. As um, you've filmed and edited a few videos yourself. Yeah. How do you feel? Because I've seen you operate, you know, from my view. Like, I know you sometimes have a song in mind for someone. And I know, of course, sometimes skaters really push their own agenda on you. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get into that kind of in, gray, weird area of, you know, a lot of... Because you read a lot of interviews, like, uh, with pro skaters about legendary skate parts. And they're like, I didn't know the fucking song. I didn't see the part until the premiere. I and think then of a Bobby lot of Pulio other, with that one. A lot of other people are like, yeah, I've wanted to use this one specific song for, like, five fucking years. So... What's uh, what well, are like, your thoughts and feelings on that? Well, like I bring up Bobby Puglio, he hated the Van Morrison song in Penal Code, which I think is ridiculous. It's ridiculous because, because that song is most, so good, and, and like seriously, in my eyes, one of the most iconic skate parts of all time. But for me, I mean, I've dealt with it all. I've picked songs before where the person heard it and was like, "That's perfect," and I've heard song. I've had other skaters who are like, "Change my song." 500 times until I find the perfect song and even now as I'm editing a video some skaters text me every few days and they're like what do you think of this song for a part and I'm kind of at a point now where I'm comfortable enough in my editing and my knowing these people that just let me do my fuck thing off. <laughs> fuck off I'm gonna I'm not gonna That's pick bullshit. songs that are terrible like I would never like set your shit to Katy Perry or something but I understand your your point, but I, as a skater, <laughs> I think that's kind of bullshit. Oh, I mean, it's tough because <laughs> I think it's, yeah, right, at the end credits, like, Ty Evans is, like, just doing this commentary over everyone's name, and he's like, oh, yeah, that guy's been... At one point, he's like, yeah, that guy's been telling me to use this one song the entire time we've been filming this video. And, like, I can only imagine for those filmers where there's way more pressure because it's going to be seen by so many people that it's way worse. I mean, me, I'm fucking small potatoes when it comes to that. But it's one of the reasons why the editing process truly sucks for me because I fall in love with songs or ideas. To like, like, my friend and I just put out a part, and one of the 
songs I showed him was uh, Life on Mars by David Bowie, which I thought was a super cool choice and it like flowed really well. But he's not a David Bowie fan. And he thought the song was like too epic for what we were doing, which I can understand. But, you know, I don't know. Go big or go home. <laughs> Pick some of these songs that like are going to be fucking dope and they'll be memorable for a reason. Well, I can see it with you because you're, you're so heavy into music, you know, that I can see that that would be like a really territorial, fun nerdy part of the process for you so you i could see you holding on to that but um i don't know i think there's different degrees to it too if i'm some big name skater and i've been fucking putting my blood sweat and tears into this video part for so long i want to pick that fucking song yeah but sometimes skaters just pick really bad songs (laughs) Yeah, whatever they're, like, super obsessed with in the moment. Yeah, and it, it's not necessarily just, too, about being the song you're obsessed with at the moment. Like, you gotta honestly think about the future and later on down the line because something, you know, we bring up on the show often, like, nobody thought we were going to be talking about fucking questionable and video days and all that shit all these years later. That shit is classic, but they also were smart in picking music that, like, we're gonna look back on all these years later and be like, oh, that's still good music. Mm -hmm. Like, Cat Stevens was a good choice for Rodney Mullen. Hieroglyphics was a good choice for Sheffy and Mike Carroll had Hiro songs in their parts. Uh, Ned's Atomic Dustbin, their one hit ever, was a good choice for Rick Howard. Like, Although I feel like that part could have been edited way better, but whatever, it's the early 90s, it's it's different, different expectations back then. You know, we're still talking about it. It's why some of these videos stand the test of time. Everyone remembers that Jamie Thomas skated to Iron Maiden at the end of fucking Welcome to Hell. Anytime any skater hears Hallowed Be Thy Name, they're going to think of that. And that's important. That's why, I, going back why I feel so much gets swept under the rug because people pick songs that are so quickly and easily forgotten mm-hmm. about. Well, that's, yeah, there's there's a, a, a perfect marriage of seeing skating you like with music that you're enjoying or it goes well. Um, and now the nowadays, that's totally just lacking. Think about all the banger-ass footage and little parts and videos that come out that are, you know... It's a part of the recipe, but, you know, not memorable because of so many different factors and and the lackluster music being one of them, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so much of, like, the way we grew up and the way we watch videos, we tied the music with the skating, and that's a big reason why it was so memorable for us. And we still do, to some extent. I mean, so many people our age got into so many different bands because of like they saw flip sorry or they saw fucking mm-hmm. baker 2g like those are the things i can remember like seeing that shit at a young age and being like oh i like all of these songs like i want to find out who these bands are but as i got older the beauty of being a music nerd and a skate nerd is that you start to know more music. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see videos, you'll be like, oh, I'm glad they used this song. Like, a perfect example, last year for Blessed, 
Supreme used uh, the Smashing Pumpkins Mayonnaise, one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkins songs, and it's kind of a random one. And you also don't see a lot of Smashing Pumpkins songs used in skate videos, but they picked a really good song, and it fit really well with that video part. Fucking, what's that dude's name? Ben Kadow. Yeah, he was perfect for fucking skating to that song. You think he picked it, or uh, Strobeck? I could see that going either way. A lot of those kids, like, love some of that shit. Yeah. Alex Olsen made a comment about the first 917 video where he was saying that he didn't understand some of the musical choices that his team picked because they're all a little younger than him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can totally understand that. Like, they're picking, like, Millen Colin and fucking the Melvins and Sam I Am and, like pop punk but also some really good old punk but then you know there's also like the plugs and just some random ass stuff in there that i could see is not his thing you know that dude's a dj and he grew up in la with like all the trendy music around him at the time but no he just kind of let them have free reign but they were smart and they picked stuff that actually stood out and was interesting i just feel that's becoming more rare nowadays because either people are trying to uphold an image or they are going with whatever is just like a flash in the pan trendy ass track where does a song selection and soundtrack fit into modern skating nowadays you know i think it's taken a back seat for the most part i really do Every now and then you get... It's also similar. Well, that's part of it, but every now and then you'll get a video that really shines through, and I feel half the time the soundtrack is lending to it. Like that welcome video that came out this year, that was a really good video. Um, The skating was good, and it was interesting. Um, I didn't like walk away thinking any of those people were going to win Skater of the Year necessarily, and they weren't skating these like incredibly... like huge gnarly spots they were just kind of skating what was around them in their area but they picked really good music and that's why that video is like one of the better things to have come out this year Mm -hmm. they picked a good soundtrack and that is super important you need to have good music still i think it's i think it's definitely taken a backseat and it's definitely watered down i also think it's kind of funny that there's this like thing in the uh the instagram edit world of instagram immediately catching the song you're using for copyright and like people switching it always or end up having to use no music or um because that's not unless you were a big company putting out a big video that's not something that people really ever had to worry about again to go back to what we were talking about before i think that's so much of like why things were memorable for us um again amongst many other reasons there just wasn't as much content but we we very deeply related the music to the skating so i'm glad we talked about it because i'm realizing that's a big part of how i digest skating yeah i mean i feel it's like that for everybody and honestly as a big rap fan like i don't mind seeing it um because i like a lot of the music that's being used and also we're dealing with a different beast because as far as like the insta edits and even some of the the solo parts um are being worked on by one maybe two three people as opposed to a whole video 
I'm making an Insta edit, you know damn well I'm going to use whatever music I'm feeling. I'm probably not going to put so much thought into the aesthetic of the little edit or, you know, the how cohesive the music is to the skating. So, you know, it's it's a completely different beast altogether. On the flip side of this, I want to also talk about what skating does for certain musicians. Because, going back to Plan B, they really helped put hieroglyphics into the forefront when we were younger. You know, they helped kind of elevate their status a little bit. Even though, you know, like, you know, 93 Till Infinity was a huge radio success, but their crew ran so much deeper than that one song. Plan B was great at highlighting all the members of that crew. You know, you had casual songs, Dell songs, maybe just a couple members of Souls of Mischief songs, or, like, they'd pick the B-sides, like, that were from fucking deep-cut mixtapes for their fucking parts. You know, they kind of helped push Primus a little bit, too, back in the day. But then, you know, working at my job, I've had the experience of getting to tell certain bands that I discovered their music through skateboarding, and I find that after a certain point uh, in time, musicians have different outlooks on it. So, like, here's two examples. The first is Built to Spill. Built to Spill have always been a fucking huge deal in the alt-rock world. But in terms of skating, like, they were just another band that, you know, got used a lot for videos. Mark Johnson, Modus Operandi, Cairo Foster, the reason, like, they had songs in those parts. And when I went up to them, and was like, yeah, I discovered your music as a kid because of these videos. And they're like, oh, yeah, we get that all the time. Young yeah, people yeah, come yeah. up and tell us that. But on totally. the flip side of that, I've met Panda Bear from Animal Collective, and I said something to him about how I loved what Animal Collective did for the Alien Workshop video and stuff like that. And his response was like, yeah, I was just happy to be a part of that. You know, he was stoked just to have his music in such an iconic video, whereas Built to Spill was like, oh, whatever, it's like our music is out there. But skating does that to artists. It helps give them a platform to reach... Uh, a very youth-minded and almost naive audience who is still kind of finding out their basis in music. And I think that's why skate videos when we were kids were so important to us because it was showing us a world of music that we might not have gotten if we weren't into skateboarding. And, like, exposing their music to people who might not be interested in the first place or or look for it you know what i mean well the crossing of genres is so yeah. important there because like you know my hip-hop knowledge when i was in like sixth grade was like eminem and dr dre and coolio <laughs> whatever was on mtv at that point but then i remember like Kalis skating to like whoa by black rob yes. and that showed me like a very specific type of hip-hop i had never really heard before same with those plan b like the hieroglyphic stuff was so huge for me because that was the kind of hip-hop as a teenager that i identified with way more it was kind of a little more grimy and jazzier and i really liked that stuff 
but I didn't even know where to seek it out initially. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it existed. And then I see all this stuff and I'm like, holy shit, like this is the rap music I actually like. Not what's on the radio because, you know, when I was a teenager, like the shit on the radio all the time was like G-Unit, shit like that, which, you know... I had my G-Unit phase, but not the same way I got into, like, Hyro or Wu-Tang or anything like that that was being used in those videos. So I've uh, heard a few different rappers say something similar to... Um, I heard Selsky and Nicotina say the same thing, more or less. I saw this random interview with Nicotina, and they were asking him about... He, I guess, like, started this... Um, like contest league or like something super random and like a skateboard like contest. Oh yeah, I did read about that exhibition like put on by Andre Nicotina and they're like, like what what's the deal with that? Like they asked him in the interview and he's like, you know what? Like I've been fucking with the skaters for for years. You know they've been using my music in their videos and we've had a connection for years. So that was really cool to to hear and it was interesting and it makes perfect sense um and i heard the same thing from selsky also who's another san francisco rapper whose music has been used in several videos and it's uh you know leave it up to skaters to have that perfect bridge of lifestyle and culture and street culture you know it's very seamless and it makes like it makes perfect sense it's bridging uh, two different audiences to where, like, you know, maybe maybe these rappers had a different image of skaters, you know? They're mm -hmm. all punks, and they all listen to one thing, and they all dress one way, and they're all kind of the same. And same thing for what we're saying about bridging a skater to some music that they might not have heard, right? Like, would you you listen to a little bit of Selsky, right? I do now, yeah. And exactly. I mean, skate videos definitely helped. The fucking the one that actually got me hooked was Raven Terche in uh, Lakai's The Flare a couple of years ago. Raven skates to fucking Selsky in his intro, and that was kind of the point where it hooked which I me had in. To school you on? Yes, yes. Jay had to tell me exactly which remix of Living in the Bay it was. That's right. So that my mind would be properly educated. <coughs> All right, and you know what? I want to go back to the beginning and think of a video that the skating was all banging, but the soundtrack sucked. It just hit me. Fucking Vans Propeller. Hmm. I couldn't name a single song from that video because none of them were that fucking great, except Ave skates to fucking Ozzy. That's cool. But other than that, like, I almost none of like, it was super fucking memorable. I feel like videos post-2000, like, 8 even, 2006 to 8, should be exempt from that. Just because they're so new and in this internet era and in this internet age and coming from someone like Vans, you know that Vans probably like big corporate was like, we have to sell a million of these copies. We need to put all this well, super no, the whole, the whole cookie idea cutter was, music in it. You ha They uh, sold the DVDs with a pair of pro model shoes. Yeah. So if you well, got... Exactly. If you got a fucking Tony Trujillo pair of shoes, you got a DVD. Which was stupid. <laughs> but then, like, at the same hey, time, though, the the companies that I know are still putting a lot of stock into song choice. Like, 
the last zero video they you could tell they were still trying to keep it zeroed out but i didn't think any of those songs were truly memorable either like chris cole skated to fucking rhyme of the ancient mariner by iron maiden or no sorry he skated to power slave by iron maiden and that was cool to hear that song in a video but none of them really stuck with me in a way that all those old zero videos did and i mean i've watched it a few times now and it's still like nothing sticks now i want to ask you this have you ever had a song that you wanted to see in a video part and then it finally was and they didn't do a good job with it yeah um i've always of course wanted to hear and see people use mac dre songs in uh skate videos and there aren't too many and i can't honestly like i'm slipping on it right now but someone used it recently and it was uh it was done really really well but was it jesse vieira i might yeah i think in it the was. pizza video yeah, yeah i remember yeah. that um but you know what unfortunately i believe adrian williams used the mac dre song he used i think that's what's up I believe by Mac Dre and it's funny too because Adrian is like in my top five all-time favorite skaters but that song for that video part I was just like dude this is like it's freaking me out it's like to my favorite rapper favorite skater and it's just not working for me yeah I mean sometimes that happens and it bums me out like you are so stoked that they're using this one song for a video part and then it just doesn't fucking meld well together and like one that happened recently that I was a little bummed on was in the Mark Suchu part they uh, used Air's Playground Love which is a song from the Virgin Suicide soundtrack it's one of my favorite songs ever as an 18-year-old, it actually saved me from a bad mushroom trip. But they cut it all up and like melded it all Classic together, Townsend all weird. Story. This was Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, Thank you. excuse me. Yeah, bruh, get it right. But I just don't like like when they cut it up like that, and they kind of just blew it with that song. They had the chance to do something truly memorable with that track, and they fucking didn't. But then sometimes you get lucky and they use a song you've been wanting to see in a video and they kill it. Like, I remember finding out Shiloh Greathouse skated to The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen in that Transworld video and he fucking slaughtered it. Like, that song was already so huge because of another movie, you know? It was big because of Donnie Darko. Mm -hmm. And as long as I live, anytime I hear that song, I think of, you know, Donnie biking down the street to his parents' house at the beginning of the movie. But now I have two memories, because Shiloh Greathouse made a part that is equally as awesome as associating that song with Donnie Darko. So, you know, there's room for both of them in my mind. So it's a triple whammy. I'm going, sorry, I'm going back a little bit to the Adrian Williams. It's a triple whammy for me, because it's in the most recent ftc video oh is that uh love and hate between love and hate yeah (laughs) so it's oh man that really fucked me up dude and i want to ask this too do you think it's okay for skaters to repeat using songs because this has been an issue now within the past couple years Mm, man i don't know i think it depends because like riley hawk used the four horsemen 
which Danny Way and Colin McKay used in the last Plan B video from back in the day. I think it depends for me. I think if it's if you're the second person to use it, if it's like a very big, well-known part mm-hmm. that, that or a person that have, has used the song, uh, I personally wouldn't do it. Yeah. Honestly, I think there's so much music out there that that seems a little lazy. Um, but, you know, I think it depends on on your audience. I think it depends on the skater. But personally, I think it's a little taboo, and I I wouldn't do it. I mean, it's been done a few times where... It's been done a bunch. I mean, yeah, but it's been, what I was going to say is it's been done a few times where the skater actually did better the second time around. Like, perfect example is... Excuse me. Um, Anthony Van Englen. He did Kids from the Black Hole by the Adolescents for Minefield. And it had been used before for the very first America video, which was called Yellow. I couldn't even tell you who skated to it because that's how, like, not really memorable it is. You know, that's a video with a crazy soundtrack and a ton of people in it, but it's kind of all just, like, thrown together and all the parts are, like, a minute long. And Flip actually used a song from that video as well for Sorry. They used Iggy Pop's I Want to Be Your Dog. Both of those examples, though, they did a better job than the America video. Well, what about the most the most well known offense of that is uh, Guy Mariano and and Paul Rodriguez? Yeah, that. So in an interview, Guy said he was okay with it. So I think, and that leads to my is like a two parter for me, and that leads to the other part is if it's a if you're paying homage. If it's like a salute and like because P Rod was I think kind of doing it like that because they were both kind of like child prodigy skaters. Uh huh. I think that's kind of cool. And that's fine, but yeah, dude, that's like too classic. Like he picked the most classic, one of the most classic video parts to use the same song and i don't know for those who don't know we're talking about the jackson five jackson five uh guy mariano video days and paul rodriguez in city City stars Stars. street cinema street cinema one of my all-time favorites please check that out if you've never seen it and you're hearing this right now fucking amazing video but yeah um I think it's I think that's cool. I think that's fine. I think if you're doing it with intention and there's meaning behind it, I think that's dope, but of just otherwise just being lazy about it and using it, I think that's kind of whack using it twice. Yeah, I I think it needs to be calculated if you're going to do it. And if you're unless to your part is better than the one that came before it with that song. Like in Riley Hawk's case, I'm kind of questionable on the matter. Because the Danny Way, Colin McKay part was like when they were kind of inventing the mega ramp. Mm. You know, they're skate- the whole part was like them skating this fucking massive half pipe to the Metallica song. And while Riley Hawk is like crushing it in the streets with that part, like... You just can't fuck with Danny Way. Yeah, exactly. Those are two icons... And Riley Hawk is the son of an icon, but he's not really at the point where he can just start snubbing names like that, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, to close this out, I mean, what it comes down to 
is that it's all kind of personal. Like, I mean, we haven't really agreed on a lot of things in this episode. In yeah, terms but of it that. is one way or another because we talked about you being a filmer and editor. Uh-huh. And since you're so heavy into music and the process that it's even if you don't necessarily use exactly what the skater wants is personal for you and on the flip side of that like you know if you're letting the skater choose it's it's usually something pretty you'd like to think most of the time it's something well thought out and like meaningful to the skater well and also with the whole personal angle for some of these newer videos that we are kind of like hating on as being not as memorable with their soundtracks, it might be memorable to someone who's 10, 15, 20 years younger than we are. Right. Like, we might just be out of touch old men, which is something to consider, but I also don't know how kids even get into music anymore. All the listeners should always know that there's an old man factor to this show. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely but that's the thing some kids they might see some of those videos with like the music we don't fucking fully understand and think like oh this is the greatest song ever which is why i do commend some of these younger skaters and like companies appealing to younger people for picking stuff that's a little older and a little more our generation because it's showing kids what's up you know like a few years ago, Tori Pudwell had the last part in that Plan B video, and he skated to you, you Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones. He's, like, one of the biggest names in skateboarding. He could have picked any song ever, but he still picked, like, a very classic song. and Very hope- dope fit, too. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was epic. Even though that song had already been used, too. But... He probably got a handful of kids who didn't know otherwise into the Rolling Stones. And that is, in my opinion, the most important part about putting out skate videos with a good soundtrack is like, are the kids who watch the video going to walk away and be like, oh, that song's fucking dope. I want to hear that song forever. That's right. It's our job to teach the youth about the dope shit out there. One of my favorite stories about young skaters is... uh, like Ty Evans was telling the story about when they took Arto on his first trip in the late 90s and being like from Finland and not really knowing all of the culture and stuff like they always thought it was funny he didn't know who like David Bowie was or like any of these people but they fucking showed him what was up and then look four or five years later he's skating to rock and roll suicide at the end of Sorry so it is important, and I wish skate companies would think more outside of just, like, general image and marketing purposes that they're influencing a generation of people to listen to quality music. So, like, anyone out there listening who has the power to put good music in a video part, like, please keep that in mind because we don't want the next generation of skaters to be listening to fucking trash all the time at the damn skate park. 